0: Love Talk Radio. Welcome to Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update, providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news relating to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Mortgage Banking Solutions, enabling executives to take their business to the next level. To participate in today's program, our guest call in line is 646 716 4972. And now, here is your host of Lickin on Lending, David Lickin.
1: So good to have you with us, everybody. Hope you're off your Monday is off to a great start. We're thrilled to have you here. It's Monday, October 3rd. Hard to believe we're already into October. The leaves are turning. It's getting cooler across the country. We have got a gorgeous fall day going here in central Texas, and we appreciate you joining in with us wherever that may be from. We see people dialing in in from all over. Really appreciate you doing so, and excited to have you join us as we got, I think, another lineup of a great program. Of course, we have the regular program where we we'll get into that in just a minute. Uh, but we also today are going to be talking about one of the most important topics. I heard someone once say that ninety percent of the value of your company walks out the door at the end of it, each day. Of business. We're talking about your people. In the book Good to Great, David Campbell and James Collins said, "Get the right people on the bus." and get the wrong people off the bus. So how do we do that? Well, we've got Matt Straw who's done a great job of doing that with some companies, and we're going to have him on as our guest talking about the ways in which you can be impacting and effective at having the right people on the bus and not getting the wrong people off the bus. So very excited about that. Yeah, it's kind of down the lines of recruiting, but it's a lot more. Without further ado, let's get our special guest on to the program today. And Matt Straw is again an individual I've just recently gotten to know, and has we've partnered up together, working on things related to the industry. I mean, again, our business, my business, is called Transformational Mortgage Solutions. We're here to transform the industry, and one of the ways you do it, there's three things, there's three Ps of transforming anything or if you're involved in any business. That's first of all your people, your process and your product, and we focus on all three of those, and today on this podcast, we're going to be talking about the people and how to recruit. Matt has been in the real estate industry since 1986. He was initially started selling real estate franchises out in L.A., then he wound up in the lending business in 1988 and was a partner in two very successful correspondents with two successful Lenders, correspondent lenders, and then managed the National Title Insurance Agency. Worked for Fidelity Informations as well, and it was also known as Black Knight back then and and, and is now, excuse me, uh, First American, CoreLogic, DataQuick. I mean, he's been around. He's done a lot of this. But most recently, I ran into Matt at the MBA Mortgage Tech Conference out in LA earlier this year. We actually connected in an elevator of all places, and, and I'd known of him because of work he had done for Ed Fay at Fay Servicing. And so I locked onto him, and I was thinking. One thing I want to bring into our firm is someone who can really is knowledgeable and really great at helping get the right people on the bus. He's got a formula. He's done that at Face Service. he got a number of other companies. So please join me in welcoming Matt Straw to the program. Matt, good
2: to have you here. Hi, Dave. Thanks for having me. It's really fun to be here today.
1: You know, it's good it's good to have you here. I'm excited to have our to get into this discussion and I'm gonna look at the clock and it goes so fast. But let's get into talking about getting the right people on the bus and getting the wrong people off the bus as Jim Collins and David Campbell talked about. What what is new in the talent acquisition? I mean, often referred to there's the, first of all there's the large broad area of recruiting, but then there's true talent acquisition. I want to get into You know, delineating that out. So, kind of talk to us about talent acquisition.
2: Well, to me, uh, talent acquisition really is more of a strategic hire, where you're focusing uh, concerted efforts to really locate the right fit. And by right fit, I don't just mean culture fit. Everyone seems to talk about that today as being one of the big buzzwords, as it has for the last ten years. We all know that when you're in the industry. You know, the more you know uh, about the industry technically, the better off you'll be. Anyway, so we're looking for people that uh, typically have three to four times the skill level of what they're actually coming into. Whether whether it be uh, just a a middle manager, and I don't mean to be, you know, to to downgrade that, uh, but you do need when you're doing uh, talent acquisition for senior management and for directly for the CEO of a corporation, you've got to have more of a strategic approach strategic uh, talent acquisition or recruiting is actually three to five times more intensive than just a basic search that perhaps maybe the corporate HR people would be doing. And, and by that I mean they have a function. Uh, many of the people uh, work at a certain level. Uh, they've perhaps only worked in HR. They don't know the industry quite as well as someone like you or I or some of the other people on the show today. So they don't really know what it truly takes to be an added value to a company. And that's really what strategic search is all about uh, and executive so recruiting. that's the
1: strategic part. Yeah. That's where, this, where yeah. you come in talking yeah. about strategic is that. Okay, good. Yeah. Good, good, So yep. I always start with this. I mean, when you talk about somebody's, their are passionate about something, it usually it's driven by why they exist. So give us some insights to what drives you to be involved in this area and why you have become so good at it.
2: Well, it was kind of funny because my early days in the business, I, I got in as a retail loan officer. Uh, I, I put my nose to the grindstone in L.A. and built a very good following out there. And then uh, I had a game plan. I really wanted to be in ownership. Uh, you know, I knew I had to do certain things to get there. Uh, had to have a certain net worth, had to, had to really look at the world in a, maybe a little different way. But luckily, I'd grown up in a family that was very entrepreneurial, so it was it was kind of second nature. In that level, and I think a lot of us sometimes have that uh, exceptional, you know, background where you, you just were lucky to, to be exposed to some of the things you were. And I think a lot of that's timing and and a variety of things like that. But when I realized what I was really doing when I was running my company, it was really all about talent. And this was about 1990, 91, 92, with uh, a really great uh, mortgage company in Los Angeles called South Coast Financial. And we had gone from a broker to a mortgage banker and eventually built a pretty phenomenal servicing portfolio of about a billion dollars before the Los Angeles earthquake. And it was a really interesting time because everybody was learning, and we realized that the people were really what made us. uh, And that always stuck with me. So within the next few years, uh, I, I slowly started moving over toward that and when the earthquake in los angeles happened uh, you know basically the writing was on the wall we lost a hundred million dollar pipeline uh... you know basically our company our company shut down we funded i think closed only about two to five million out of that whole pipeline and that was our correspondent lending pipeline as well. So that was a big blow to the company, uh, and we just decided to pack it in at that point in time. But but the talent side of things has stuck with me all through that, and I really realized being part of the sales management team and a partner and then also being heavily involved in operations like you are in some smaller lending operations like that you really see how important strategic talent is in hiring the right people so that that's kind of the motivation that really got me going toward that and then by 1997 i just decided to go into it full time and then it was funny back and forth you know we had the dot com failure so i got thrown back in mortgage technology and analytics and a variety of other areas with corelogic and fidelity and a variety of the firms and it kind of became Uh, you know, a self-fulfilling prophecy and and basically, uh, you know, putting together consulting teams and services by these companies for my clients, you know, we again realized how important talent was. So probably about six or seven years ago, just kind of went full blown into that into that field and uh, Mm -hmm. very fun. I've learned so much more about it and watched watched the uh, industry change right before me.
1: We have some mutual friends over at Face Servicing, and they were just blown away with what you were able to do for them. So use that as a case study to help differentiate, you know, what you did there versus what others might have done. I mean, what was your approach there that made that engagement so successful for you?
2: Well, it was kind of interesting. I went in originally as a retained search provider for uh, their underwriting team and located quite a few DE underwriters for the company. We hired two of the best. Uh, that actually transitioned into meeting with Ed Fay, who was the president of the company. Great guy. Uh, very brilliant, uh, visionary type. Uh, he and his partners formed Fay Servicing. They're a mortgage servicing uh, company out of Chicago, one of only two large ones in, in the whole city here. And they basically uh, they needed some help, and we didn't really realize how much help they needed. They uh, you know, there were, there were things missing like a, a fully compliant applicant tracking system, uh, you know, manual HR what do procedures. Mean
0: by that? If you
1: could dive into a fully, you know, if you could explain that real quickly.
2: Okay. Well, to me, uh, basically, there's a lot of analogs between HR and the mortgage business in general. And by that, I mean uh, the LOS systems that are out on the market today uh, tend to be you know very aware of compliance laws and regulations and regulatory uh, builds within the within the software itself so basically the applicant tracking systems which most of us use in the industry in one form or another have really kind of finally gone that way quite heavily over the last few years and that means you we're finally able to get analytics out of it we're finally able to really track anything and everything we're doing we're able to be fully compliant and automated uh, you can build your operations in an extremely efficient machine uh, with, with very good regard to budget. So there's all different levels of tools out there and platforms for the companies to use. And really, that was part of the service I provided to Ed. They, they didn't have one in there. I did an executive summary of six uh, of the top uh, systems that they needed to know about. I, we did it with a Lean Six Sigma process so that we were really uh, well thought out and, and made our decisions well. So we implemented that. And then yeah, during fit, that same – yeah, sorry. Go, ahead, go finish,
1: ahead. Finish your thought on that because I want to talk about the to While you're talking, as I've interrupted you already, <laughs> let me do this. <laughs> what systems are you specifically – I heard you speak LOS. I want to make sure our, our listeners are clear on the systems you're talking about here.
2: Okay, loan origination system is an LOS. Every mortgage company right. in the in the country obviously has one. Yep. M- most yeah. sophisticated firms I- in the mortgage business are going to have some form of an applicant tracking or HR platform. That's what now, I'm talking about. Now, m- many of those platforms are simply outdated or no longer viable. Once a company's been around 6, 8, 10 years, they've gone from a headcount of 50 people to 300 or 500, and they cannot, it really doesn't, serve the company correctly to have uh, something perhaps they started on years ago. But oftentimes, you know, we're creatures of habit. We don't get rid of those things and then people like me come in and do studies, and we take a look at the, the landscape and the technology that's there, and we offer some, some possible solutions for them. So I really look at this more as a consulting engagement as opposed to just strategic staffing or or a recruiting function, because recruiting is, is to me, really part of what HR really is, and... Uh, When you start getting into middle and upper level management, you really have to be strategic in your mindset, your goals, your skill sets, uh, a a variety of the things. And I'll tell you what, today analytics is king. The the more people I seem to get hired – the analytical background is really off the charts. People are very well aware of of the metrics, not only across HR but across the whole enterprise. They're very, very well aware about KPIs across the company. And all of these things now are translatable into the platform with uh, the applicant tracking systems and some of the things you can buy. Now, obviously, you know, I I can give you an example of some of the best ones, which would be like an iSIMS platform or an Oracle platform, Human Capital Management those are the benchmarks and kind of leaders for the big banks and then for the mortgage banking uh, industry that I, I've seen out there and I would hardly recommend if a, if a company is big enough to afford those or look at those. I would definitely recommend that if, if you've been with your same platform for quite a while. But obviously Oracle is, is a major investment for any corporation so it's not really going to apply to the mid-tier companies and some of the smaller ones. But that's where I can help and I'd uh, like to think that you know we can share a lot of best practices from, from uh, many of the clients in the past and and build the teams accordingly, and, you know, that's one of the things that I think when you transform a company, you really have to look at the talent. You've got to look at potentially uh, what are the the potential problem areas? Do we have problem employees that we really need to deal with? How do we deal with those? What, uh, you know, what are the red flags, you know, for example, that that really – Tell a senior management and h r that there are some serious problems within a company. you know a couple of those would be attrition rate you know it's, if it 's sky high or it 's too high and it 's not improving, and too high to me is anything above thirty percent in the mortgage industry i go by the rule of thirds (laughs) which we all laugh about Mm -hmm. but there's always 30 percent coming going and staying in whatever relationship you look at that so the big idea is a great company needs to recognize that and figure out how to lower those rates and increase the the retention time because turnover is probably the biggest enemy of of all companies uh mortgage title you know real estate and how do you maintain that and uh I have a few answers, you know, if uh, if we want to yeah. go further on that, yeah.
1: Yeah, I'd love to go further into that a little bit. Quite frankly, I want to talk also a little bit about some of the positions that you have worked on, and if there's different statistics related to some of these versus, like, for example, leadership and managerial versus the CFO position versus, you know, a, the sales side of a business versus technology governance and all that. So if you could kind of get mix that in here, I, I think it'd be valuable information
2: yeah, you know when when you're looking at really uh, doing an executive search or strategic uh, managerial people that are really vital key personnel, uh, you really need to be thorough. I mean, you've got to do your due diligence on everything, as uh, the guys were saying earlier. You really need to look at the performance of the of the candidate in the background and see his results, uh, especially, especially with someone like a CFO as well, because they're basically responsible for for creating and setting up the governance and management of most HR departments and then the budget accordingly for for staffing and, and general HR personnel. So the whole idea is you've got to make strategic hires with these people. This is not something that, you know, a general recruiter is going to do, uh, you know, without a lot of years' experience and the right people to help, you know, learn the industry on the job. Now, sales teams are, are a very fun thing to do because you can outsource that and do what the big thing in the industry today is recruitment process outsourcing, especially of uh, mortgage sales teams. And that's a, that's a big plus because when you can dedicate somebody and lower your cost per hire, which is one of the most important statistics in staffing anyway, when you can lower that cost per hire where it's really affordable for the client to do, it's it's usually – less expensive to outsource that whole function to a firm than it is to, to keep it inside. But there are a couple of other key ways that I could help companies do that internally. It takes, you know, very talented people in there. And, again, you know, strategically picking the right people for the job that have a proof of history and performance, that's really what you're looking for today and it's almost mandatory. And again, bringing those analytics and that kind of background in, into the overall scope of things—that's that's mandatory, I think. To analyze, today, yeah, As, yeah. You
1: know, I think cost mm-hmm. of, cost to acquire or hire or bring on is very very important. I want to get. I have. I want to talk just briefly about that, and then I'm going to toss the mic to Alice and then to Joe. So if you guys can kind of get your questions, if you have any ready, uh, but let's talk a little bit about the cost to hire. I mean, is that even on the radar screen of the average company?
2: Well, believe it or not, uh, a lot of the recruiting staff and HR staff will probably know that. Uh, Does that translate across the board to senior management all the time? Uh, Not really, not what I've seen. Uh, And I've had the the good fortune of working with, with quite a few companies over the years. And most of the time when I ask a senior executive, do you know what your actual cost per hire is for any one of your divisions or the whole company on a median average? And do you know what the timeline is for that as well? Those are two metrics that are absolute. Those need to be focused on. They need, And that, again, can go back to your overall recruiting budget, what your, what your corporate spend is. Uh, you really need to take a look at that. And, again, where is that going to start? That starts with the CFO and then translates into the HR and the EVPs of HR within most of the companies or senior managers that also are, are handling that. So the cost of the actual recruit, for example, on a sales team, uh, you can get that pretty low when you're looking for loan officers. You could be as low as, you know, three to four thousand dollars per head count, or give or take maybe even five or seven in certain certain regions. And some people would love to have that that actual cost per hire. Uh, other times, uh, you know, again, if you're looking for sales management and, and higher level personnel, it may be double that or triple that. And then uh, an even bigger issue, though, is is the cost of a position going unfilled or unhired. That's actually the way we break that down: is two and a half times that annual salary that goes for executives down to just general personnel. So the length of time a position is open, and divided by 12 months, is really the cost of that opportunity that's being lost. So those are those are the technical areas that that. Great staffing people, great executive search and strategic search people really focus in on. They try to make a dent uh, yeah, they dent, they put a dent in that and they try to really help the client and show how they can do things a little better with better processes.
1: Alice, I'll let you dive into the question. If you have any questions for Matt, then over to you, Joe. Yeah. I do, uh, Matt. So, you know, we are an outsourced service provider. So, you know, we are, uh, I was glad to hear you say you advocate that. <laughs> so, certainly, <laughs> staffing is something that uh, that we live. So, I'm, I'm interested, thank you for sharing those metrics with us. How have you found the market uh, to be today? I mean, it's a very competitive market out there for, you know, for underwriters. And I know a lot of our, our companies, so it's kind of a twofold question. Because it's so competitive, a lot of companies try and just leverage what they can find online through various, you know, uh, social sources, um, you know, the, the various um, career builders, and Monster, and they try and do this themselves. Um, so I think with the competitive nature of our business, is it something you can do yourself internally?
2: It can be done, but you've got to be pretty sophisticated about it. And, you know, is, is a junior recruiter going to be able to go out and build a strategic team? I don't quite think they're there yet, you know, uh, know, if an employer is trying to have someone build a senior management team when they've only got a couple of years in recruiting experience. Now, if they have some prior mortgage experience and really understand the mortgage world or the title world or real estate world, that can be a slightly different thing, and again, any any one person could potentially do pretty well in this. So I don't mean to make it sound like it's an impossible science or, or people can't do that, but it, it does take a complete framework of technology, and I even use the, the job boards and the things like that, but that's a starting point for me. And I think you'll find the more sophisticated staffing experts are going to have their own databases that could be pretty deep. For example, I've got the NMLS 50,000-plus uh, loan officers across the country. I don't think every company out there would have access to that data. That comes from prior uh, business ventures that I had done, and, and it was not, not an ex- inexpensive tool to get. And it's, it's actually a great tool because I can go look the people up online and I have, you know, obviously names in every state of people that we can go for. So there are strategic ways that eventually over time, if you're involved in this and you're a good mortgage person or you just understand the business, you can kind of figure it out. But oftentimes what I'll even do is I'll go in and help somebody build out that agency-style recruiting operation, which is really kind of what you need. In a, in a company like this and or any company that that is wanting to you know kind of keep an eye on their budget but they still need help from outside there are there's some quicker better smarter ways to do this yes
1: good good question Alan, Joe yeah uh well you you just hit on uh recruiting originators and that's on everyone's mind everyone's wanting to to grow their production by you know adding the right originators, so talk a little bit about what you're seeing in the market right now for specifically recruiting originators and and what seems to be most successful
2: well, it is that is always one of the uh, number one one of the highest turnover positions within most companies, unfortunately, and also one of the uh the ones that never it's a never ending cycle in my opinion, and having been on both sides of the coin of hiring and and trying to help build companies. Uh, it's not the easiest thing today. I think uh, Alice hit it on the head. It is becoming tougher across the board. We have to be more more strategic and intelligent than we ever have. We've got to use every tool that's available to us out there. Uh, I personally, uh, you know, I, I believe in the power of advertising and, and social media and things like that. Uh, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And a lot of the time you really just have to target market Uh, the people you're trying to work with and build relationships with them over time. Uh, And, you know, any one lender may or may not be a good fit for any given loan officer as well. So you really need, you know, I hate to say it, it's more of a culture fit and a mentality. Some, Some people are meant to work for banks. Others work really well in a mortgage banking environment, and some work better even in a brokerage environment or or some other form of it. So we we really have to keep all that in mind and then kind of put together a strategy and target the the correct people and it's not the easiest thing in the world especially you know people have so much access to technology on both sides of the coin today that really it's it's getting to your market how do you reach the right people and and you have to have inside tools you've got to be members of the MBA you've got to be members of of your state uh, mortgage banking association. You've, you've got to pay attention to your local state NMLS. There's a lot of different ways that you have to go about things if you really want results, and that would be what I mean by that is high-volume results, because most people <laughs> building sales teams are going to be looking for 10, 20, 30, 50, 100 people you know, over the course of a year or more.
1: Good stuff. I mean, there's, there's so much, this is a broad, deep topic we could go on and on and on about, but I think it's, we, we, you've cracked a lid on it. And I want to continue this discussion, but we're flat out of time. But So we're going to have you back, man, because I've, I've got several requests. I've got more questions thrown at me through text messages here. And uh, so we clearly want to get into this. A lot of them are in the producer area, the production area. Uh, a lot of people want to know about the systems that you're using. We've got some questions coming in about, you know, what is an acceptable rate of turnover, Matt? In the production, so this has generated a lot of interest. So clearly, we're going to have to have you back and be talking about it. We'll do that again soon. But for people that want to get a hold of you right now to talk to you, what is the most effective way for them to contact you?
2: Well, they can they can call me directly. They're more than welcome to call here or uh, you know uh, basically send an email or something like that to me. Uh, The best way to probably reach me uh, quickly if uh, you really would like some help or you want to just discuss the state of the of, of operations that you're working with I'll be glad to help and and uh, talk to you further about that it'd be 312 933 4747 and by the way if, if the phone is busy please do leave a message it's my cell phone and it's usually always on but again the number is 312 933 4747 and I'm usually available you can also meet,
1: email me at mstraws f t r a h l at TMS-advisors.com. Matt, thanks so much for coming on the program today. I really appreciate you being here. There's so much to talk about on this. I, I, I'm just always amazed at when it comes to recruiting, how deep that that topic is. So we'll definitely have you back. Look forward to it. Appreciate you, everybody, tuning in and being a part of the program. Good to have you with us. Have a great week, everybody, and see you back here next week.